In this episode, we discuss expectations in your relationship. Hey guys, welcome to Remarried Love, the best new relationship podcast for everyday men and women who desire to be married again. We're your hosts, Dee and Aki, and we're going to have candid conversations about the journey to a healthy remarriage. We're so glad you're here. This is going to be a good topic because we have unmet expectations. Yes. Unrealistic expectations. Yes. <laughs> and uncommunicated expectations. All of those go into play in a healthy relationship or the demise of a relationship. And what we want to have is realistic expectations. Yes. You know, where do you actually stand in your relationship, in your thought of what a relationship should be, actually? Yeah. It's good to have a clear understanding of what you want in a relationship and what you want to give to a relationship so that everybody can be on the same page. Let's talk about unrealistic expectations in regards to dating. Yes, that's a good one because now when you say dating, you're talking about after divorce dating? After divorce dating. Okay, so most of the people who are dating after divorce are grown. Yeah, Or they should be. Yeah. And I like to look at it as there's two types of dating. Okay. okay. That I've seen ladies do that I've seen. And one is dating for fun, to have fun, to have a good time. And then there's dating to actually find a spouse. I want to talk about this with, with ladies. I know that a lot of ladies like to have a fun, fun dating right after a divorce. <laughs> you know, it's like some of them throw parties. Every date is like a party extravaganza trip around the world buffet of all fine foods drinks and music and everything but the thing about that is that it's different than when you're dating for marriage because you may not have those particular type of dates right you're gonna have more of intimacy dates so i've yeah i found that when ladies transition from fun dating Mm -hmm. to dating for marriage for marriage yes the pace is different some have cherry has a hard time with that yeah we have to bring out cherry and larry yeah cherry you know she's gone on a lot of dates oh wow and (laughs) and they were fun she had fun she met a lot of people she met larry and so now she wants to date for marriage now she wants to date for marriage and she's having a hard time because she has a lot of expectations that larry is not meeting yeah well I wonder if it's it's not that Larry can't meet those things. It's just that her expectation from her dating life is different than what Larry is expecting from his dating life as a pre-married person. Well, I think like one of the things is if you're dating a different guy, let's say every weekend. Yeah. And then you're rotating them out, man or woman. <laughs> rotating right? them out. Yeah, you're rotating them out. So you yeah. have first of the week, first of the month, and then you rotated them back now. And so you may have a lot of fun with that person, but it had been a month since you dated again, yeah. right? Where now you're dating Larry, you want to spend all your time with them. Because you like him. Yeah. You really like Larry. And Larry mm-hmm. can't take you out like that every weekend well larry has his business he's taking care of yeah he's you know has children he's taking care of because larry's grown Mm -hmm. and larry is taking care of his responsibilities right so he doesn't have time to rush off to bora bora you know and sometimes 
some people can't handle that because when you have a person who is taking care of their responsibilities, they cannot just go at the, whim- at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. That sometimes when you're in rotation dating, you can't yeah. or a mm-hmm. person can because really you ask several people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and you try to find a person who can do it yes. at that time. Yeah. So the expectation for Larry is that, hey, I need you to take me out on this date mm-hmm. every weekend. And it's going to be high level all the time. And Larry's saying, well, you know, I can do that, but not every week. Right. I want to yeah. do that for you. Yeah, because I care about you. I just, I may not be able to do it. Like when you were taking your girls trips, you were dating in rotation. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. And one person may not be able to handle all your expectations. You have to decide what are you going to do with that. When we're talking about realistic expectations, they should be attainable, achievable, and sustainable. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that an unmet expectation uh, happens because you're expecting that one person to be your everything. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you expect that one person to be your everything, that's a lot to put on him or her. Right. And men do the same thing. Mm. They expect that woman to be a superwoman. She's got to cook, clean, you know, have relations, everything I need, mm-hmm. and bring bring money home. Bring money home. Watch the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, go out and be my best friend. And they're expecting her to do every single thing. Oh, and her weight. Mm-hmm. And she has to look good. She has to look good. And the thing is, is that the expectation can feel daunting. To yeah. a person. And so we have to communicate to say, you know what? I don't mind doing some or even all of those things, but not at the same time. Yeah. You know, I think I think social media plays into that because when you see people online and you see their lives and you see their trips and you see everything, it's always a highlight and a snapshot. You're seeing a lot and it almost makes you feel like everyone is doing something every single day. Yes, because but, it, it, you know what? Social media never stops. It never right. turns off. So, so you're seeing this person on a trip, this person on a trip, or this person doing this, this person doing that, this person buying a house, that person, like you could, and you or can- Or this person's dating this person, is dating that person. Yeah, and you could feel, you can feel like, hey, I am being left out. Yeah. And- Well, my life looks boring. Or my, or my Larry looks boring. Larry looks boring to me because he doesn't have all these things I see on social media that not one man has. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not realizing I'm seeing a collection of different types of people. Yeah. So I see the very fit man. Mm -hmm. He's I can see him. I see the real rich man. I see the real super fine man. Mm -hmm. I see the fun, you know, adventurous man. I'm seeing it's a lot. You know what happens with that is because you're scrolling. When you're just scrolling, yeah. that's what that's what you see. You're seeing all types of things in just the blink of an eye. The other thing I want to say about dating when you're dating for fun mm-hmm. is that sometimes you can meet people that have never left the fun dating of the single life. And so if you compare a person, I'll say this for ladies, like if you compare a man who has never left like his high school, college years. I was going to say college. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he's he's always the party guy. Yeah. And then you try to date a man who has been married, has a job, has a business, has kids, has all these different things, have, has been through a divorce. 
his pace and his vibe and his flow is going to be very different. And usually it's more mature. So they have to pace themselves. Yes. They can't be out here all, you know, while and out every weekend. No, because I mean, that person may be interested in security. They may be interested in trust. They may in, be interested in loyalty int- loyalty and intimacy. And, and the thing, too, is that I have noticed that most men who are doing things, they need time to rest and be at peace. Yes. The players and the fun guys, they don't really ever do that or need it. But I find that men with character, men with purpose, men with things that, you know, they have things going on. Yeah, they're doing they want to help. They're not selfish. They want to give. It seems like they need a person that can help them relax from all of that. They need to center themselves. Yeah, that's the main thing. They do ask for peace. They're not drama filled. They don't like drama in their lives. Right. You know, these kind of guys, they really want to have a peaceful house and they're looking for a peaceful woman. To yes. be honest with you. And to kind of make a home. Yes. They they want a nice, peaceful home. And they're always saying, if you listen to people like that, they're always saying, I need peace. And that's a different, that's a whole different expectation mm-hmm. than when you're dating fun. Yeah. I mean, fun dating has its place. Mm-hmm. But when you're dating for marriage, that's on a whole nother level. You're going to have to have some dates in there that might not be as fun. Yeah. Because, well, you're going to be talking a lot. You're going to be getting to know someone. And sometimes that may not be fun because you're trying, they're getting to know you and you have to open up. See, when you're dating for fun, you don't have to open up. No, because we're just, we're we're having a good time. Yeah. It's just all superficial. Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. You know, I'm doing great every time we talk. I remember I went to, we were dating and you needed to buy a car. And I think it was like on the hottest day of the year. (laughs) It was so hot and going to look at vehicles to me was not fun at all. Yeah. And and we had the kids. Did we? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I think I had the umbrella and I was making sure we were not burning in the the car lot. There's no trees in the car lot. (laughs) No trees in the car lot. And so anyone who has kids knows that any type of negotiation or business is a little bit hard with kids. Yes, they are. And so... (laughs) You had to do it. And I didn't really have fun at all. But I did enjoy seeing you in that element, seeing you with your kids and how you would handle things. You know, so I wanted to be there. You got to see how I would do business. Yeah. I wasn't expecting like, okay, we're going to go out to eat and now I'm going to, you know, have my oysters or whatever I like. You know, that wasn't the time and place for that. And the times that you've done things with me that probably weren't fun for you. I think that's the part of communication that we had to have. Yeah. If we wanted to have a great relationship, mm-hmm. we had to do that. Yeah. I felt like in my life, I wanted a change. Mm-hmm. And so I was willing to do the things that were uncomfortable. If it was uncomfortable for me, but you liked it, mm-hmm. I was willing to do it. It may be uncomfortable, but if you're with the person that you want to be with, yeah. you're going to do certain things like that. You're going to do things in the best interest of your relationship. I think it's like learning how to become more tailored made for each other. Exactly. You kind of have to switch from fun dating, which is kind of general, to you're kind of you're being more tailored. You're you're deciding 
How am I going to flow with this person? You know, when you were talking about expectations, one thing I noticed is that usually people get divorced because of unmet expectations. And then they go into the dating or re-single with these super high expectations, usually because the person that they were married to didn't meet them. So there's a process. So they go through unmet and then they go through unrealistic. Right. When you find yourself at the receiving end of an unmet expectation, you can kind of feel like almost betrayed. You can feel like the person hurt you. Well, you're disappointed. Yes, you're very disappointed. Mm -hmm. And it can make you now put barriers up to say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm never going to have that expectation unmet again. That causes resentment. So you have a lot of resentment and and that's what causes the conflict. Mm -hmm. And when you have have the conflict, you know what happens after that. You're always fighting and all that kind of stuff. So I think that we have to understand why are we disappointed? What caused the unmet expectation in the the first place? And usually it's because it's uncommunicated. Yeah, That's usually what happens. Sometimes people will say, hey, I communicated what I needed and they didn't deliver. And that kind of moves us into unrealistic expectations. If I say, honey, I need $5,000 every day. (laughs) I need you to come home and I need $5,000 every day. That is... Well, for what purpose, actually? Well, it doesn't even matter, you know, because if I say, hey, I told my my partner, my spouse, my expectation. Yeah. And he did not deliver. Mm -hmm. So now I'm having an unmet expectation that was unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah. So that can sometimes be the challenge. The unrealistic can go with the unmet. When you have unmet expectations, it can bring resentment. Resentment also can block you. What I've seen with friends and things that I've observed is that these unmet expectations that turn into resentment turn into unrealistic expectations for the next person. They'll put the bar so high. For example, if I say to you, my ex never brought me flowers. My expectation is that you bring me flowers every day. Every day, all the time. I want flowers every day. Brand new flowers. Or in my mind, I'm feeling that. So either I don't say it or I tell you that. And you don't do that. Let's say you don't do that. And, you know, you bring me flowers and I think that it should be daily and you're giving it to me monthly or something. Now I have moved an unrealistic expectation into an unmet expectation. Well, we have to communicate and we have to understand, well, why do you have that need? Why do you feel that I have to bring those flowers every single day? Yeah. What made that happen? What brought that on? Like we were saying, what brings it on is the unmet expectation from the the, previous person, the previous relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you subconsciously try to overcompensate. Mm. You know, for your heart, you overcompensate by putting this high expectation. Well, it's funny that you said overcompensate because that's when people say, well, I'll never do this. Or I'll never let that happen again. Right. And so that happens as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of putting an unrealistic expectation on this new person to never make that same mistake or to never be in that situation again. That's kind of tough to put that kind of pressure on your new mate or the person yeah. that you want to date. It also mm-hmm. kind of leaves you sad. It leaves you unfulfilled. Yeah, I was going to say empty a little bit. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. word. 
You know, because if you feel like someone's not meeting your need, you feel empty and they probably feel frustrated because they're not meeting that need. Right. And they don't know why. Or they want to be your friend. They're trying to date you. They're trying to get to know you. And you're always upset about something. Wow. Yeah. One of the things that we did in our relationship was we put things on the table. So we didn't want to have an unbalanced relationship. We wanted to discuss things that would benefit us long term. We're talking every single day, all Mm -hmm. the time. Yes. And we've been at it now for 13 years. So we're still communicating with each other and still learning and still growing. Communication is really key when you're dating and when you're looking for someone to remarry. I think people underestimate how much clear communication can help in finding a mate and then keeping the relationship going. Because you need a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. And when you think that you had enough, you need more than that. Yeah. If you had not told me how you felt, I would have been just having fun, talking, telling jokes, cussing, just having a good old time. And it may have built a wall of resentment for you because what you're imagining in your mind of how you wanted your home space to be, I was just trampling all over that without even knowing if um, if you hadn't told me that. Yeah. So, you know, that's part of the reason why we had to communicate when we first got together. Yeah. I wanted us to be on the same page and the same level of m- many different subjects. That yeah. We, you know, I kind of thought it, at first it was an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> because <laughs> Only, you want- well, because my whole family, well, one side of my family cusses all the time. Yeah. And um, that's who I was living with. And I didn't think it was a big deal. A and lot of people don't think it's a big deal. No. And it's not really a big deal unless you're with someone who doesn't like it. Then it does become a big deal. Yeah. Because you have to communicate how you want your household to be. Right. And so if you want to be with that person, then you have to decide, well, is this something that I want to deal with? You know, is this something I want to have for myself? Yeah. In my life. And I think that the reason why I brought that example up is because what do you do when someone has an expectation that you may feel like is... It's not that bad. There's not. There's yeah. nothing wrong or with it. Or you feel like that's unrealistic to ask me of that. Yeah. And so I appreciated that you were able to talk to me about that. And it wasn't like something like, oh, no, you, you, you have to cut that off right away. It was kind of like, I understand you grew up that way. Mm-hmm. You've been living your life that way this whole time. Yeah. I put it out there and I said, this is how I feel about it. Right. If you want to be with me. You, you kind of let that expectation be something that was like a choice for me. Yeah. And you were willing to be patient while I grew into that expectation, which I really appreciated. I like what you just said. You grew into the expectation. I wonder if, you know, more people would understand that sometimes you have to grow into that expectation if you want to be in with that particular person in that relationship. So if you want to be with that particular person Mm -hmm. and they have a request of you. Right. You have to make the decision. Yes, I do want to be with this person. I'm going to hear what they have to say Mm -hmm. and I'm going to meet that expectation. Or no, I don't want to be with this person like that long term. So I'm not going to meet that expectation and I'm going to move on. Or I feel, or you have to be able to verbalize. I don't think I could, I don't think I can meet that. 
And then that's where you have to have more conversations. Right. That's where yeah. you have to decide because no one is perfect. Yeah. Was there something that I had an expectation of that was hard for you or you had to think about? I'd have to think about it because you're talking about when, okay, you're talking about when we first when we were dating, dating. Yeah, and getting to know each other. I think that you felt like she has this expectation. I haven't had this expectation presented to me before. And now I have to decide if I'm going to live up to that expectation. An expectation that you had was that I would be a man of my word. That was a really big expectation that you had for me, mm-hmm. is that I would be a man of my word. So it's not that I couldn't be a man of my word. Mm-hmm. I believe in being a man of your word. Right. My thing is, what happens if you fail at something, mm-hmm. you don't meet that expectation. So let's say I'm a man of my word, but I fall. I, I fall short on that. Mm-hmm. Am I still um, a good enough man for you or am I not now? Because, yeah. you know, I, I didn't meet that expectation. You're kind of saying like if you've met, if you were a man of your word nine times out of ten. Yes. And then one time you you forgot or something, you know, where does that make you stand with me now? Yeah. It's like, do, do you throw me, you know, to the wind right. or, or can we talk about it and, you know, go forward from there? That's good. That's good because a lot of people do that. A yeah, lot that, of people, they don't know where their like forgiveness factor is or not forgiveness. I shouldn't say that. It's more like what they can tolerate. So for example, let's say a guy says, I'm going to, I'm going to pick you up at eight. Mm-hmm. Right. And stuff really was happening. You know, something went down in his life down and he didn't mm-hmm. want to tell you because you guys are just starting off. Yeah. So he says, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to reschedule the date. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know what? That's it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not dealing with no brothers like that anymore or whatever, but there was no really communication and well, he did communicate to you, but see, this is where it's interesting. Yeah, he there did was really no communication of what really went down. When you say nothing that went down, you mean that you didn't see what went down. So you think that he was actually lying to you right? when he actually was telling you the truth. But because of maybe some past hurts or past experiences, right. that has affected your expectation. Mm-hmm. And so you expected every single time that someone tells you they're going to go on a date with you at eight o'clock, right. they're going to be there at eight o'clock every single time. Yeah. And when and, they and, fall and, short. And he didn't communicate why. Because he had something going on. Yeah. But when you wanted, when you like, that's a good, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. If you're dating for like marriage, yes. if you didn't show up for a date, you wouldn't just say, I couldn't make it. Because no, no, people no. think you that that's, details. yeah, you people details. think that that's kind of running game. So yeah. if the guy in our situation didn't tell why he couldn't go on the date and he was just like, something came up. That sounds like game. Yeah, it does. It sounds like you're playing, you know, the field, yeah. what have you. But if he said something came up, men have to realize this when they're talking to women that you have to give a little bit more detail. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, guys don't talk a lot, so right. we don't really give details. We just say, you know, something came up. I had to handle this, whatever, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know, let's move on. Let's go over here, and we you know I'll take you out now. But women don't see it that way. Yeah. You know, women say, well, wait a minute. You know, 
we, you said eight o'clock and you're coming at 10 o'clock or the next day or whatever it is talking about, you know, something came up right. and now you want to go out. You know, that sounds you, like I'm a side chick. Exactly. <laughs> were, you, were you with somebody else? Right. And that's where we have to come. If we're serious about you, we have to say, you know what, babe? I, uh, something did come up and this is what it was. Yeah. And I have to, you know, I have to allow you to decompress and, you know, I can explain it to you in detail so that you can understand where I was coming from and that I really did want to go on that date with you. But, you know, I had to handle my business in in another place. Yeah, I think in in that can make people feel about priority. That's why dating for fun and dating for marriage can get kind of tricky because you want that person to make you number one all the time. Well, you mentioned priority. Right. You know, if you're dating for fun, how are you? The ex- how are you having the expectation of being the priority of someone? When, what do you mean? When you are just dating for fun, yeah, and you're not dating for marriage, I don't think that you can truly say that I should be number one in your life and date for priority mm-hmm. because you haven't even passed that test. You haven't done anything. We're not. We haven't made a commitment. We're not together like that. But if you're, if we made that decision that we're going to be together mm-hmm. then yeah when you, you say, have a pri- when you say make the decision we're making the decision that we are going to date to see if we want to get married yeah or exclusively we made mm-hmm. a decision that we're going to be exclusive we made a decision that hey i like you you like me mm-hmm. so we're going to go down this particular road we're not dating for fun anymore now we're tr- you know we're transferring right. over here to either um you know long term relationship marriage when you decide that you want to be with someone mm-hmm. and you're serious about that relationship, yeah. you make sure that you are on top of your game. I mean, you make sure that you are listening to that person, you're talking to that person, mm-hmm. you're spending time with that person. I think that having the expectation communicated brings peace to both parties. So you can weigh in on this topic here on the podcast and YouTube. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And of course, you can join us on social media at Remarried Love. And remember, you are valued and appreciated no matter what you've gone through. And we want you to know that we are with you along the way.